We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the show, Ivy Nation Sports Talk. We're up and rolling along with Jesse Styers. I'm Sean Styers. It is beautiful outside, so if you're not outside, at least where we are anyway, I mean, I'm assuming if it's nice in South Bend and Cleveland, that it's probably nice all over the country for the most part. So if you're out enjoying the the nice weather, I guess we can forgive you. Just make sure that, uh, well... You're not hearing us if uh, I guess if you're out enjoying the nice weather right now. But thanks to those who are with us tonight, we appreciate you. How are you tonight, Jesse? You know, I'm doing well. Uh, it's the, I think the change in weather has really just uh, I mean, you know, I get pretty bad allergies when the seasons change, and I feel like it's made me extra kind of like groggy or sleepy this week because I just haven't been able to get going as, as quite as I. As, as I could. And it's just, it feels like the week is dragging out. So I'm happy that tomorrow is uh, Friday. Absolutely. Friday is almost here. This, this has kind of been a, a weird week with our practice access and all the other stuff. We're going to get to talk to offensive line coach, Joe Rudolph and a trio of offensive linemen tomorrow as well. Basically the returning veteran offensive linemen this weekend, we're going to get to talk to Marcus Freeman and the offensive and defensive coordinators, Jared Parker, as well as, Al Golden. Smash the like button if you would. Help us out with the Irish Breakdown platform. Again, glad to have you with us here today. Uh, John Murray says, snow in Montana. Well, shocker. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's not nice everywhere. Although, if you're hoping for a little more skiing before the season's over, maybe that helps you out. I don't know. Got a fun interview with author and former Notre Dame baseball player Nick Maneri coming up later in the show. We're going to talk plenty of uh, Notre Dame football, though, starting with some linebackers is what we're going to talk about today. We, uh, you know, always a hot topic after last season 
I guess. We saw a full practice yesterday. As we talked about on both of our shows yesterday, I did double duty with two different shows, one with Brian in the afternoon and then one with Vince last night. thought the linebackers looked pretty good, especially middle linebacker J.D. Bertrand. He, uh, of course, led the Irish with 82 tackles last season, a year after he led them with 101. Jack Kaiser, second on the team last year with 58. Not a high total, 58 tackles. I mean, you've had we've had in the past multiple linebackers sitting up there, you know, 100 or, or right around 100 um, tackles in a season. Maris Leofau was third with 51. But Bertrand was the most productive, yet still fairly heavily scrutinized, sometimes criticized. You know, one of the most... Uh, most scrutinized and criticized players in recent memory, maybe second to Ian Book. I don't know. Some people came to to JD's defense yesterday. Um, you know, it's not all him being scrutinized because those other linebackers are part of this as well. So, Jesse, you were a middle linebacker your whole life. We're going to kind of lean on you a little bit for uh, a good deal of the, uh, the information <laughs> in this part of the show today you know from pop warner through college you played middle linebacker so let's talk about it a little bit you know al golden was their third defensive coordinator in as many seasons last year let's so let's start with that what impact could that alone have had on what we saw from the play of the linebackers last year you know i think that that's something that might not be taken into consideration a whole lot and I get it that these are college players. And, you know, when you're talking about Notre Dame, you're talking about guys at an elite, you know, level. You know, one of those, it, when you think of college football and, and the history and a lot of those kind of prestigious teams, obviously Notre Dame is going to pop up in that conversation. But I guess what I'm getting at is at the end of the day, schemes are not overall like a whole lot different. But what can be different is kind of what emphasis or what kind of things that a defensive coordinator wants per position out of their players. Like, I guess the style in which they play might, might be different from defense to defense. Right. So like overall bigger picture, I don't feel like um, schematically, like you're still kind of doing a lot of the same basic things. Um, but again, once you get into the individual play and kind of technique and you know, what, what, how you're going about it, that might change a little bit. So I do think that that is something that is hard to put into words of, like I remember when I was playing in college, uh, my defensive coordinator ended up becoming the head coach, and the first year that the, the the linebacker came, coach came in, he wanted his linebackers to play a little bit different. Like he wanted them to be more rangy, um, getting out and you know more pass responsibilities um, and, and less on you know like I my, me myself played inside linebacker, so I was more of like I would say. It, it, in the run game, that was more of what I was good at. And then, you know, the pass game, not that I was horrible at it, but it was one of my weaker things. And it felt like he put an emphasis more on kind of the opposite. Like he wanted guys being able to fly around the field and, and be all over the place instead of, you know, kind of maybe true traditional linebackers. And that's kind of the evolution that you've seen at linebacker over the years of like, like traditional Brian Urlacher or some of these kind of past linebackers who are more Teo kind yeah. of guy. Yeah, exactly. Manti Tail is a good uh, definition or, or good, you know, example in this situation is because you have guys who are really strong in the run game and you don't expect much out of them coverage wise, um, etc. And I think that's kind of the biggest change that you see 
between these defenses is kind of the makeup or the build of what kind of style of linebacker that these guys want to play. And I think that's kind of affected J.D. Bertrand um, and Kaiser specifically because, I mean, look at them. They're not they're, – if you take them and compare them to, you know – They're more Manti than Jalen Smith, basically. Right. Jalen Smith, Jalen Sneed, uh, Prince Kali, these guys, like they're, they're more rangy linebackers. There's just more athleticism to them, and they can do more things on the perimeter, which is fine. But when you're going defense to defense, that's what I'm trying to say is the change. Like there's different ways that these guys want their linebackers to play. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AGI a try because I wanted better gut health, sustained energy, immune support system, but I hate taking pills. And I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great, which is helping me kick my sugar addiction. In the morning before I get to work, I like getting something healthy in my body. And with AG1, I'm giving my body the nutrition it craves. It's very important for me to get my day started off with something healthy. But with my schedule, it's hard to prepare healthy meals. AG1 is a very quick way to pack my body with all that I need to jumpstart my day in a very healthy way. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water and drink it first thing every morning. Done. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day. It's pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality source ingredients. Win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com irish. That's athleticgreens.com irish. Check it out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Derek's on you already. He said he can't believe that I agreed that coverage was your weakness. Tough love. <laughs> you know, it's like everyone's got something they're good at. Everyone's got something they're working on. Right. Well, and then there was like when I was getting recruited uh, out of high school, there was this university who essentially called their middle linebacker the thumper because he was right. in there to thump the run, to plug the run. And that's what I'm trying to get at is between defenses, linebackers can have slightly different roles. And I think that is what some of these guys might have gotten caught up in is, you know, OK, well, Freeman told me this last year. And Clark Lee told me something before, you know, the year before. And now mm -hmm. Al Golden's here and he's telling me something slightly a little bit different. Again, big picture overall, things are predominantly the same. But the, the, the inner workings of the linebackers, what kind of changes defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator 
And it gets hard because you, you, you get so ingrained to maybe think one way or kind of have a vision when you're playing linebacker of what you're looking for. And if a guy kind of is like, well, I want you to kind of be aware of this or, you know, have, have a sense or feeling for this, then it just, it kind of can slow you up a little bit because it's information overload. You, you're so used to, you know, what you did the year before, maybe the year before that. And now you got a new guy in doing things a little bit different. So it's just hard to get all of those things um, on the same page. Yeah. Chi-Town said Erlocker played a lot of safety rover at New Mexico. And that's what, you know, he was more a safety and, and they moved him down, which we talked about before, which is kind of something that happens as you go up a level a lot of times with the, you know, like you'll see a safety move to uh, a, a linebacker position, or you'll see an outside linebacker move to an inside linebacker position. You, you could, you know, you gain, you know, what, what, you, you essentially gain some speed by doing that, you know, as you as you sort of move those levels along. And, you know, Erlocker was obviously he um, he grew into much more of a middle linebacker than he was ever going to be a safety at the NFL level. And it, it worked out for him, you know, Hall of Fame. So. <laughs> right. But it's like, again, look at someone like Ray Lewis made his money off of stopping the run game and annihilating wide receivers that came across the middle in his zone. You didn't see Ray Lewis like drop out and really kick into coverage a whole lot. Not to say that he didn't do it, but like his right. main responsibility was that middle of the field. Is he going to clog the run or is he going to, you know, take someone's head off as they're coming across the middle, uh, you know, a wide receiver, a, a crossing route or something like that. I just, the evolution of linebacker has really changed. Like just look at the physical, physical makeup of inside linebackers 10, 15 years ago, star linebackers and look at them now. It's just the overall physique, and what they look like, they're just more leaner well, and athletic. And I don't know how much you remember of Zach Thomas or if you've seen any of him, but he was obviously an undersized guy who was, you know, like more your build, you know, spark plug type, you know, stocky build and all that kind of stuff. And the guy just got elected to the Hall of Fame. And honestly, like, I don't know if a Zach Thomas could play in today's game, just the way, as you've talked about the way the, the line that those inside linebacker positions specifically have, have morphed and the, the kind of different athleticism that's required of those guys today. Well, yeah, you, I, I can't remember the exact guy's name, but I remember the Cardinals a few, few seasons ago. I can't remember if it was their hard knock season or what, but I mean, they literally took a safety and put him at inside linebacker. Mm -hmm. and, and that was, it was just shocking because that's just, goes against kind of traditional, you know, the way uh, the, the 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 makeup of linebacker was so historically. Like linebacker, especially inside linebacker, it was run first. Like that was your responsibility primarily. And pass was kind of an afterthought. But as the game has evolutionized to more passing and more spread offenses, well, linebackers have gone with it. And that's why you've seen the overall trend of just skinnier, more athletic linebackers these days. Right. So what are some things as we look at, at these linebackers and, and, you know, what can happen to increase their, their productivity and their play? Wh what are some things, you know, like things they're reading that may have been harder last season, but easier this year. I think you kind of touched on maybe some of them, but w what are some specifics along those lines? Yeah. So the, the biggest key at linebacker is diagnosing, you know, run and pass first and foremost, that's as soon as you, as soon as you diagnose uh, run or pass, I mean, you're immediately looking at uh, something else. So I'm actually going to pull up a screen real quick uh -oh. because it's 
it's a lot easier to do this visually than it is okay. uh, with words. <laughs> it sounds um, like this, a whiteboard. It sounds like a whiteboard warning is coming here. Yeah. So this is like a um, uh, a whiteboard PDF. I it's not. I pulled up my PDF viewer because it's going to be easier um, to draw on here. So okay. You know, first and foremost, I'm going to basically pretend as if I'm this linebacker right here just the middle linebacker um this is a basic you know 4-3 defense um offense is in a 11 personnel with two wide receivers split out one side and a tight end in line and a wide receiver split out on the other side um what you want to look at in this situation so first say you diagnose you know actually this guy is going to be a little bit better to do um okay. say you diagnose run pass first so if you diagnose pass immediately your eyes are going to go uh to this wide receiver and then after that you're going to be looking at this wide receiver and if this wide receiver runs any sort uh, or gives you indication that he is going to run an in cutting sorry i need this line an in cutting route okay not that line um some sort of in cutting route that's your responsibility you know, immediately, but say this guy runs a streak down the field. Well, now, you know, the safety's got him and then your, your eyes have to shift over to this guy and see if now he's coming in, right? Because you, if this guy's coming into your zone, you need to get hands on him immediately to reroute, to allow your corners and safeties to, you know, a little bit extra time. Okay. So that is, if it's a, if it's a pass play, if it's a run play immediately, at this point, your eyes are looking at what is a triangle. I should be able to draw a triangle here. <laughs> Let's see if you can. Of three players. Stay with me. Um, again, you're running a triangle of your, your back, your guard, and your tackle of these guys i know it's not a triangle um and it's not staying but i don't know what that shape was yeah so what yeah what i'm trying to get at is you're reading if you diagnose run you're looking at your guard tackle um and running back and immediately they're going to be able to tell you what kind of run play um is coming so the more you get comfortable in the defense and your responsibilities your reads become a little bit easier is this tackle you know, is he coming downhill? If he's coming downhill, well, then, you know, immediately as a linebacker, you need to get underneath this tackle and, and plug the and plug the gap. OK, if your guard pulls out in front of you to the other side, then, you know, immediately that you need, you know, if, that, if he's pulling that way, you know that you need to, as a linebacker, start working this way. Right. Because that's where the play is going. You're following your guard. So Right. Back to your original question. I mean, and that's the, that's the basic read of linebacker is the guards. You, you you watch what the guards are doing, correct? Yeah, and so if the guard stays put, then likely that tackle is going to be coming down, and you just need to get underneath them and allow your your defensive end uh, to set the edge on the outside. So going back to your question, you know, what are they reading last year that might have been harder? That's easier this year. I just think that the, the number one thing of that is just getting comfortable in the defense and knowing where things are supposed to be going. Right. Because you might see one thing and it, it tells, you know, intuitively, instinctively, it's telling you, well, I need to go here, but you really need 
to be able to follow your keys and understand where the play is being funneled to as a defense. So I think that the reads become easier as you understand kind of your role in the defense and where you need to be given, you know, what you're reading. Okay. So are we done with the whiteboard? Uh, for now. Sorry that didn't go nearly as well as that's all I, right. I draw with this all the time and I don't know why it was, Oh, now I can do it. You know, I, I think I just got camera shy there. All right. You want to put it back up? Um, you want to just move on? I think we're good for now. We can move on. Okay. <laughs> so again, you know, I just saw this comment from Jeff in fairness to Al Golden. We probably need to see how it plays out this year based off the third defensive coordinator in three years. It was concerning how they looked lost assignment wise at times. Um, AG recruiting a bigger issue, he says. Um, but just in terms of the assignment and the comfort and understanding of the defense, you know, like, because you do have a lot of people saying, well, you know, these guys don't, you know, they look so slow. They don't look, they look lost at times that, you know, sometimes they don't know what they're doing. So like how much, how much, you know, again, going back to that third defensive coordinator in as many years, and there were some things, you know, that, that were different, you know, not necessarily terminology, but, you know, assignment wise, you know, if it's this, then this, if it's this, then this, maybe there were a lot of keys. And again, when you're in that system for another year, when you've been changing just enough, just enough tweaks over the course of three years, how, how much do you think that that's going to help them this year? You know, I think that having a, a second season and everyone being on the same page and kind of you have some doubt, right? Because you're going to go through practice and you're going to mess some things up and it's going to leave doubt of, does this guy know what he's actually talking about? Like, is this actually going to work schematically for us? And then you start having success and you start getting comfortable with it. And then you start it. And at that point you start thinking on the same page. And I think that's the number one thing that I noticed when it, when things really started to click for me, like me and my, my, my linebacker coach and defensive coordinator, we're on the same page. Like we knew, what we were trying to accomplish by the end of the play, you know, whatever given play it was, we knew that this is what needed to happen in order to accomplish what we wanted to accomplish. And I think that was the hard thing for Notre Dame this last scene is I think Al Golden had a vision of how it should be accomplished. And these linebackers were so used to, you know, maybe Marcus Freeman or Clark Something Lee and, yeah. and, and how, how things were going to be accomplished that it, it gave doubt. And then anytime doubt comes into your mind in, in any sport, but as specifically at linebacker, when you're trying to make these split decision reads of, is it pass or run? Am I diagnosing routes? Am I diagnosing is the guard pulling is the center pulling? You know, there's a lot going on. And so when you have comfortability of knowing what the outcome of the play is, then it allows you just to play a little bit more free and then you understand, too, what's what you're trying to do to stop that play. And I think that was the hard part last year for some guys, is I think they didn't necessarily understand their role of how the overall the play was going to be stopped. And I think that led to doubt, and that led to guys kind of maybe doing not their own thing, but not what the exact assignment was going to be. Okay, so how do you weigh, then, the comfort understanding of the defense versus – athleticism because that is essentially 
you know, what the argument is with, you know, hey, get these young guys in. They're more athletic. They're faster. All these different things. So how, how do you weigh that? What's what's the balance there, do you think? I think you have to ultimately find the guy who can do who, who could be a little bit of both. Right. Like and I it, that sounds like such a, yeah, a crappy answer. But ultimately, I would I would take knowing the defense over athleticism. And I'm, I'll tell you why, because if you can't if you don't again, going back to what kind of what I was previously talking about, if you don't understand the the why the defensive line is going to where they're going and why the other linebackers are going to where they're going and why you specifically at whatever linebacker position you're at need to be at, then it's all, it's all going to go to crap, right? Like you have to have an understanding of everything and how it's all flowing in motion together. And if one person is out of spot or out of alignment or makes a misread, it doesn't matter how athletic they are. The whole play is by them already, right? Like everything's got to go in synchronization Guys have to be in a certain spot for the play to be funneled to, to where it's supposed to go. So sure, you can be, you know, athletic and, sh- and everything, and that might be able to make up for, you know, a, a little bit of false steps or what it might like, whatever it might be. But I mean, I, I can tell you for certain when I was in camp my freshman year, I was buried and there were a lot more athletic guys than me. And every there was one guy in specific. He couldn't line up. He couldn't line <laughs> up at the right depth. He couldn't line up on the inside or outside, you know, shade of the guard or tackle, whatever it might be. And so if you can't line up, you can't be at proper depths. You can't make your reads. It doesn't matter how athletic you are. It's you're just going to be out of position to begin with. And there's nothing you can really do to make up for it. So I would take a guy who maybe lacks a little bit of athleticism, but at least knows where he's supposed to line up, where the play is supposed to go and how they're how everything is going to be stopped rather than a guy who's just out there kind of running around and makes a flashy play, you know, here and there because of his athleticism. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What about guys who are running around and aren't making plays? <laughs> you know, that's, that's that's the worst of the worst. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's Maris Leofel. That's what has a lot of people <laughs> frustrated. Yes, exactly. And I don't. I guess the only thing that I can say to that, because, you know, the, the question, where was it? You know, it was obvious Maris didn't know the defense. How did he get so many snaps? All I can say is he must have known more of the defense than the guy behind him. You know, that's it's my only answer for that, because no coach is going to knowingly put a guy on the field who he, you know, who he doesn't think is the best option. 
in unless you're Brian Ben Gorder, I guess I don't know. <laughs> but like in his mind, you know, he was putting guys who he thought were the best option. But you know, I don't I don't know what the answer is other than that. Do you have any? It's just like any position on the depth chart. Like there's a reason why these guys are seen every day in practice. So he must show something in practice that he understands, you know, what's going on and where he needs to be to a better degree than the guys behind him. You know, just because he's the starter doesn't mean he's good. It just means he's better than the guys. He's the best option. Yeah. yeah he's better than the guys behind means, him. So yeah, sometimes that means, you know, the, the, the best of two you know, bad options, I guess. You know? But I think what I would say in Maris's case is I think there has to, for him, I don't know if it's mentally, I don't know if he gets anxious, if he gets nervous, but there seems to be some sort of disconnect between practice Maris and game time Maris because there, 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 there has to be a better translation between what we're seeing in games and what's being shown at practice because – Again, if he's if he's showing if he's doing exactly what he's asked to do, then so be it. That's an Al Golden problem. But I just don't believe that's the case. There, there's some sort of disconnect that maybe he's doing things right in practice and he feels comfortable in practice. But as soon as he gets in games, it's like, does he doubt himself? Does he second guess himself? And it goes back to if you can't trust your eyes by the time you're in the game and the instincts of what you've been practicing all week. I mean, you're screwed. You're going to get you're going to basically be shown show what Maris has shown in games past. You know, we've been talking about improved defensive line play this spring, especially from the interior. Now it's still the spring. So, you know, how that translates to the season is, you know, you know, another, another question, but assuming that that play continues where it is, you know, that was an issue last year. How, what, what kind of impact could that have on the linebacker? play getting getting more in front of them oh my so when I was in high school I had a defensive lineman in front of me who was like an all-conference just stud and it always made my job a little bit easier because if you have stud interior defensive linemen likely they're going to draw a double team guess what that means two bodies that aren't coming to me that gives me more time to make my reads it slows the game down a little bit because the worst thing as a linebacker is trying to make a read and the pressure of a read. And then you got a 300 pound lineman bearing down you all at the same time. Right. Right. And so if those interior defensive linemen can just stand those guys up for an extra second or two or just anything, it just allows you to be at more ease. And it allows you just to like, just see over top of everything a little bit better. Right. You can, you have confidence in what you're seeing you can see things. You can see those pulling guards in front of you. You can see maybe a center that's folding a little bit late. It just allows your game to be a, a, that much cleaner and more confident it, with you know an interior defensive line that require attention. Because it's one thing to have defensive line linemen, but if they know you suck, they're just going to let you go and go right on to the linebacker, right? Right. Like you got to have talent at the position too. You need someone when the film comes on, they're going to say, hey. We got to get a body at least on this guy, you know, and not allow him to disrupt the run game. So as a linebacker, my favorite thing, the best gift you can get a linebacker is a solid defensive lineman in front of him because it just allows your game to, to operate that much better. And multiple good defensive linemen changes the game, then, obviously. Right. 
All right, great linebacker breakdown today, Jess. Appreciate it.